If you ask me how I'm doing today, and I tell you that I'm feeling super confident, what does that bring up for you? What does that even mean to be super confident? Now, this episode is incredibly special and important to share because if you're in a space in your life right now where confidence is the last thing that you're feeling, there's hope. My very special guest, Martha Mock, shares her story of being trapped in a marriage with someone who was verbally abusive, condescending, and how she ultimately led a double life by being a super successful entrepreneur, a world-renowned makeup artist, financially successful, yet when she would come home, her personal relationship was falling apart and her inner flame was dying. Stay tuned to hear how Martha overcame this abusive relationship and stepped into her superpowers. Welcome everyone to this episode of Coffee with Source. I'm so excited to be chatting with our very special guest, Martha Mock, today on confidence and all things resilience. And without further ado, Martha, can you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are? Thank you so much for having me here today. Hi, everyone. My name is Martha Mock. I'm a super confident coach. I'm also someone that who have been in silence for over 30 years. Someone that who was once told that I should put my head down, just do the things that I was told as a woman, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter, especially coming from the Asian culture. We are have a traditional background that we're not allowed to speak our truth not allowed to be who we are and despite all of that i believe that we deserve to have a voice we deserve to be heard some of my stories that i come from a 19 years abusive marriage i got married when i was 21 and someone may actually ask me why do i get married so early only the age of 21 i believe that i was desperate I was lonely. I've been bullied at school since the age of six. So throughout my life, I was desperately looking for attention and desperately looking for love. And that's what led me to my 19 years abusive marriage. But the hardest thing for me to admit was being sexually molested by someone I trust in my life. And despite all of that, I didn't choose to be dark. I choose to have no other woman to suffer in what I have been through. Mm, I love that. That's so beautifully said. However, you know, a lot of people who listen to stories of inspiration, myself included, when I was in a very, you know, dark place, knowing that the light was somewhere within, but still being in the dark, it's, it's tricky to listen to these stories from, you know, beautiful, powerful women who have made it through and are on the other side. When you were in that relationship, you were also, we chatted, you know, before this interview, a highly successful woman throughout your life. And so do you feel like you had a foot in two different worlds? Definitely. I keep telling people that 
I was the greatest pretender. Mm. On the outside, I was successful. I'm a multi-award winning international makeup artist. So I was on stage. I've been flew all over the world to do my job. So people look at me as someone that who's successful, confident, yeah. always positive on stage. But on the inside, I was warten. I was lonely and I was scared. I was so scared to let people know who the real me was. I have to be pretending that everything was fine. It was fine. Not until my 40th birthday, that's when I make the switch. I was so depressed at that time that I didn't want to live more than 60 years old. And I said to myself, that will be enough because my life has been so colorful. At 60, <laughs> I'll be very happy to move on. And on my 40th birthday, I asked myself, what do I truly want if I only got 20 years left in my life? And I said to myself, I wanted to be happy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be free. And I wanted to find someone that would treasure me from who I was. One of the triggers that finally wake me up was the fact that he told me I was worthless. Mm. I asked him, why are you treating me that way? I've been so kind to you. He said, because you're not even worth a pile of dirt. That's what you deserve. You are worthless. And that really woke me up at that time. He didn't even have to work for over 10 years. And I was paying for everything. And isn't that enough? As a woman, I feel like that I was programmed to please the people around me, 100%. to please him, to do whatever he thinks that it was what a woman, what a wife, what a daughter should be. But guess what? When you keep trying to please someone, you're starting to lose a little bit of yourself. No, oh, you the lose your sparkle. How did that feel to hear this person that you've loved and spent your life with trying to please, trying to you know, uphold your, your household and being the main provider financially. How did it feel in that moment to be told that you are worth less than a pile of dirt? It really hurts. It was also a breaking point as well. And I realized that, Hey, I cannot please everyone. Mm. And if it doesn't work, I need to look after the, the number one. That was me. You. Why do and you feel that he felt that way in retrospect now with all the healing and growing? I feel like that it was because I contained too much masculine energy. Uh -huh. We all have masculine and feminine energy, but, yeah. but because I was the breadwinner, I become this person that who are controlling, who always wanted to be the best and the top of what I do. And him being a male, being a provider, he couldn't do that because of how strong I was. I didn't give him the room to take responsibility of himself so he can actually grow and be a man as well. So that is a great learning because despite everything that have been went through, I was able to find my ideal partner for the last two years and we've been together for two years now. That's phenomenal. And that, so that is he, a good point because it, it's a it's a fine line between being an alpha female because many men say they want a strong independent woman 
Mm. And in theory, that sounds nice. But a strong, independent woman with the wrong man can ultimately lead to them feeling emasculated. And so I think for the men who are listening and the alpha females who are listening, it's a very delicate exchange of energy when you're in a partnership with someone who is not as energetically strong as you are, because it does come off as controlling and overbearing. I come Well, something that I learned in my journey as well, what is the difference between care and control? Mm. As a woman, we've been told that we need to everyone around us. Just like on the plane that they tell you, oh, you must put your own mask on first before putting on the person yeah. next to you. I always say, no, I love the person next to me. I need to give them. Yeah. We lost Martha for a second. Actually say fuck off. Because I didn't know that I wasn't loving myself. I thought that I was uh, having the be most beautiful handbag. I eat the most beautiful fine dining. I stay at the most beautiful five-star hotel. What the F are you telling me that <laughs> I'm not loving myself? I didn't know that. What loving myself means. And this day, I realize now, loving myself means allowing myself to be me, to be the authentic me. With the and to feel our feelings. Definitely. And without the fact that I'm taking away his man. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point between material care, yeah, caring for ourselves in a material way and in a more nurturing way for our souls. That's a very valid point. And I didn't know that I was so caring that I didn't allow them to be an adult. I didn't allow other people to have their own choices as well. Yeah. I was learning NLP, neurolinguistic programming. It teach me one sentence that really helps me in life, which is. I'm sorry, Martha, you, you cut out. What was that sentence that you learned? Me. Can you repeat yeah. the sentence? It is respect the other people model of the world and their values and their belief and that mm. really helped me to realize that wow that's what i've been doing i've been projecting my belief and my value onto other people instead of allowing them to take responsibility of what they're wanting to do i guess that as a woman we always want to protect and and care but too much of it is when it will turn us into a control freak. And that sentence about respecting the other people model of the world have helped me to become the person I am today. I love it. And so tell me, you're this award-winning makeup artist. You're running multiple businesses. Your 40th birthday comes along and the pandemic comes along as well. And everything you'd built and worked for suddenly started to dissipate mm. it was tough it was tough we all know that how pandemic has to change our way of life but i'm also grateful the universe have found me a new path into online coaching that i was able to connect with people all 
myself uh, here today that I can talk message with and I can also inspire people who wants to help who wants to make a difference in themselves and to realize that they are already confident we don't need to actually find So Martha, the lessons that you've learned, you've now, you didn't waste any time because as you said, confidence is within us. And we, once we're able to sit still enough, because the question you asked yourself on your 40th birthday is an incredibly, insanely important question. What do I want to do for the rest of my life? What do I really want? And I talk about this a lot and, and, and coach my clients to really asking questions as opposed to making assumptions of our lives. And so this, this, you know, we make assumptions like I'm in a loveless marriage or I'm overweight or I'm just, you know, I'm, I've always struggled financially. This is who I am, but we don't really ask questions, right? How can I rekindle the love in my relationship is this really the partner of my dreams why am I in this relationship these are not questions that we ask and I think that we're conditioned to look for external validation and opinions right so we'll ask everyone we'll ask our neighbors our cousins our family but we don't ask ourselves and you did that and one of That's the most powerful things you know from our conversation that resonated with me is you said that I am on a mission to helping women realize that they don't have to suffer in silence. That's correct. It what does so that mean? That. What does anyone who's listening, who, who thinks of suffering, when I think of suffering, I think of famine, I think of war, I think of death, but we do suffer in silence. We just maybe don't allow ourselves the grace to admit that we are suffering because we're conditioned to having to keep our shit together <laughs> as women. So what does that exactly. mean, suffering in silence? I feel like that as an entrepreneur myself, I was this woman that who was too scared, too proud, too afraid to ask for help. I didn't know that other people may have better ideas or other people may be for what I've been for can give me advice. I didn't know that. I thought that asking was a sign of weakness. So a lot of us just toughen up, like you said, just get on with our day and continue to choose to be in silence because we don't want other people to judge us, to see us as weak, to see us as someone that is not good enough. So one of the journey that I found is that I find my sense of belonging within me not with anyone else, but being with me. That was a really powerful moment for me, knowing that I was able to peel off all those labels that once people give me. Or oh, you're ugly, you're fat, you're not good enough, you're worthless. All of those labels, I was able to peel them off and find that, hey, I belong to me. I'm allowed mm. to be who I am. I'm allowed to be sexy, loud, confident, whichever way that I want it to be. 
I love that. I belong to me. Ooh, (laughs) I love that. I'm going to write that one on a post-it. I belong to me. And that's so true because I've said that for so many years, you know, we are born alone. We are born into a family or, you know, to parents, but we are born alone and we seek connection. But ultimately when we pass, we pass alone as well. Mm. And although connection is tremendously important and that's what helps us evolve and learn um, Mm. our connection with ourselves and our source our inner being is of the utmost importance. And yet for some, it can take an entire lifetime to realize that. I think that one tip that I can definitely share for a lot of women, stop asking why, Mm. why this is happening to me, why he doesn't love me, why he's treating me that way. And start asking, what can I do to get out of this feeling yeah what can i do that i haven't tried before that will work we all hoping that oh once we are more experienced once we spend more time with that person once we try different we learn how to do that thing perfectly and the other person will just love us the way that we want them to be that's an expectation that's that's so true and you know i i I just finished recording a season of flip the script, um, my TV show with, you know, with my partner, Kelly. And one of the things that came up was transformation and change. Mm -hmm. And I think we get caught up in this reality of convincing ourselves that we will change our partners. Mm -hmm. We will change their points of views. We'll change their beliefs. If we just try a little bit harder, they'll see it this way where they'll realize this. And change has to come from within and it can't become an ego battle. And Mm -hmm. we get so caught up in this transfer of energy and relationships, Mm -hmm. trying to convince um, and enforce our beliefs and our values onto the other person that it becomes an entire war of trying to be right. Exactly. And that's where control and expectations comes in. And as we human, we actually don't like to be in control, but we want to be in control all the time. So that's when the argument, that's when the fight and everything's starting to come. Instead of actually having respect and gratitude of what is happening. And asking how we contribute to this, because Martha, you said it through all your pain, and this does not excuse the behavior that you were put through and that's healing this is healing and for anyone listening i'm putting an emphasis on this because we talk about inner child healing we talk about trauma healing we talk about you know doing the shadow work and all these bougie trendy themes but this conversation this is healing and i want to put a spotlight on it because martha what you said of once i was able to realize the role that i played and how i enabled that behavior that I disabled the relationship. And that is important. And also we must realize that that is a choice. There's no boundaries into it. It's just about asking yourself what you want. Yeah. Um, Asking questions, getting curious. Yeah. And I'm stop using the word expectation. I started Mm. to put healthy boundaries and requirements you can you're allowed to stand true to yourself 
allowed to have your set of requirements for other people or how would you want other people to treat you and the first things that i found was i must see and treat myself as values for other people to treat me the same so that's what i start doing start treating myself as value and allowing myself to make mistake because a mistake is not a failure it's just mm. like another learning that we do every single day. I love, I love that. I, I was in a, in, a, in a coaching call with one of my clients last week and she kept throwing around the word failure. And, and, you know, I had her do this exercise and asking her children these different questions and the word failure kept coming up. And finally, I just asked her, I said, what does failure mean to you? Mm-hmm. And she paused five minutes of silence at least. And she says, that's a really good question. Because we use these terms and we label so many things. And when mm-hmm. we label, we disable. But, exactly. you know, it, it, failure. What is failure? When you break it down, failure means different things in different seasons of your life. Mm-hmm. But to fail is to maybe not have been great at that particular thing. But then that begs the question, how much effort was put into it? So, And, that, and that's what life is. That's what healing is. It's a series of questions. Mm. and by asking the right question it should lead you out of what you're thinking because we can only concentrate on one emotion at a time you you literally cannot smile and cry at the same time so you have to choose what do you want to do do you want to be smiling or do you want to be crying you can choose to celebrate life or you can choose to draw in and milk all that emotion all that past everything that you have been through while the other person and the person who hurt you have not even clicked in their mind that i'm hurting that person so That's who so are we doing what the hell are we doing we're yeah. only hurting ourselves while the other person have not even clicked in their mind that they are hurting us. So we have the power to choose. Do we give our power away or do we actually take it back and start looking after us? I like that. So for anyone who's listening, your mission today is to start looking at what your requirements are in, in your relationships and professional life and so Martha, your, you know, your, your businesses, everything sort of, you know, fizzles out and you didn't even waste a moment. You got curious, started asking questions. And I laughed so hard in our conversation because you said two years ago, I didn't even have a clue who Tony Robbins was. And now here mm-hmm. I am a super confidence coach. And you literally dove in with both feet. And you left. And I love how you said that you just knew that the universe would would have your back. Definitely. And it is about uh, trust as well. We sometimes, a lot of us know what we can do and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But we give ourselves so much BS, belief system, bullshit, whatever you wanted to call it. (laughs) But all these BS and excuses is keeping us away from achieving our dream. What are we really scared of? Instead of why am I feeling so scared? I ask, what are we still scared of? How do I actually get myself out of this situation? What do I need to actually feel more secure? Once you ask that, because it is a logical question, it cut down any emotion. So I start 
asking the right question to myself instead of questioning something that will not give me any return on investment, such as why does he treat me this way? Why my life is so suck and all of that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so what do I need to do to make myself feel happy? What do I want in my life that help me to achieve the goal that I want? And as soon as that you switch that mindset from why to what do I need to do, it gives you a path. The universe will bring you a path. And when you have no doubt into what you will become, you will be able to achieve it. Because That's the universe so will always give you what you want. And the universe do not give you anything that's negative or positive. It is a way. And how do we see that situation is positive or negative or depend on us of allowing things to happen. It's like people ask me and say, hey, oh, wow, I'm so sorry for what you've been through. I'm like, no need because I'm grateful for the experience that I went through. Absolutely. It is because of those experiences, I become the person I am today. I'm consciously and unconsciously confident in what I'm doing. And that's where the, where the changes start. And change is not scary. A lot of people think that, oh my God, I need to change something. I need to change myself and I need to change other people. Let's think of it this way. It is a progress. It is a three millimeter shift that we're starting to do every single day. That's all. It's not about jumping off a cliff, doing bungee jumping. Yeah. It's just about that three millimeter shift. And sometimes when you're in the darkness, you live, you know, I say you live 15 seconds at a time. Mm. And that's what it, it is. is. It's just choosing to move forward 15 seconds at a time. And that 15 seconds turns into 30 seconds. And then you're, you're okay for a minute. The next thing you know, you're okay for half an hour. And you celebrate that and you sit with gratitude for that. And you keep moving forward. There's this mm -hmm. expectation of time. We put such an emphasis on time in this reality. Mm -hmm. How long will it take? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to start this diet. I want to get healthy. How long will it take? We associate in 21 days, do this. In 30 days, yeah. do this. But really, sometimes you just have to live moment by moment, frame by frame, keep asking the questions and allow space for the answer because that's what you mm -hmm. did. I always said that I, when I hear the word, I say, oh, when does this pain going to end? Or when mm -hmm. would it, things will get better? And uh, my answer always is when you decide to. It exactly. It's a two-second mindset shift. A hundred percent. It's a two-second mindset shift that you can choose to make a difference. And when you're in the contrast, that's what I say now is in, in this contrast, I'm choosing to see the positive aspect because there is light and darkness to everything, mm -hmm. right? In every situation, we have the choice of how to perceive it, how to be it, how to be in it. Mm -hmm. And so by saying, I am choosing to see the bright side of the situation, it lightens things up and it gives us the power back, back to that control. Yeah. And we all hold two keys in our hand. One key is key of sadness. The other key is key of happiness. When mm. we choose to use the key of happiness to open more door, everything will become happy. But when we hold on to the, our past so tight and using the key of sadness to open it, all we can see is suffering. suffering and we repeat is the same choice. mistake, of course. Exactly. And suffering is a choice. 
we can also choose to break free. That is also a choice. It's like what Tony Robbins say, fear and faith is exactly mm. the same imagination. It still hasn't happened yet. What is the difference is our action right now of what we're choosing. I love to that. Do. And I love the definition of fear. I read this recently and it was the false, um, false impression or false something appearing real, you know, false, false appearance or false situation of being real. And I thought that that's, that's right on point because we do have a choice of how we perceive all of that. So tell us, what does it mean to be super confident? It just means that you allow yourself to make mistake and learn to live another day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's, that's easy. That sounds it easy. is. It is. It is actually a lot easier than what a lot of people think It's because we are controlled by fear of judgment and fear of rejection all the time. Mm. As long as that we allow ourselves to be taking the action, then there's no more fear because you choose to use actions to remove the fear that you have. And by taking action is the best way of breaking out of fear, being more confident and allowing yourself to be you. I love that. So when you're in a room filled with women, what is, what is the main difference that you can either feel energetically or see between a confident woman and a super confident woman? Mm. I think that is their eyes. Mm. My eyes used to tell so much story and I still post out on Facebook that, hey, what is the difference between me compared to me now and 10 years ago? And everyone said to me, it's your eyes. You are gleaming with light at the moment. Before you were confused, you were sad. No matter how big my smile was, I was not happy. And mm. now if you look at me, I'm just smiling all the way from the inside of my heart because I finally find my content. I find my sense of belonging within me. I love that. And I forget who said it, but the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm. Mm, I love that. It, so it Martha, if there are any women who are struggling, you know, whether in their career, their relationships, whatever situation they may be in, and they're suffering in silence, um, how can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you and how can you help them? I wanted to let everyone know to do not follow the same mistake I did. My next book that is coming out is do not follow what Martha did and you'll be very successful. <laughs> and <laughs> is that really the title? It is the title. I, I always it. wanted to write that book because if you can learn from my, my, my step and avoid the mistake that I make, it will make your path a lot easier because mm -hmm. the one thing I didn't know I can was asking for help. Asking is not a weakness. It takes twice of the courage to ask for help. So never treat it as a weakness or a failure. It is a sign of hope. It is a sign of confidence. And people can reach me on all the social media platform. If you search on Google, you can search Super Confident Coach or Martha Mock. I'll be the first one that comes up on Google. That's perfect. And all of Martha's information will be in the show notes. Um, Martha, before we head off, what is your top tip for anyone who's listening, who's not feeling great to help them maybe shift their mindset quickly, efficiently? 
as they're listening to this? You don't have to be perfect to be confident. There's no Ooh. perfection in this world. You just need to be you and you are allowed to be confident and give yourself that chance, that kindness to allow yourself to be you. Mm, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Martha, for sharing your story with myself and with the world. I am so grateful to have met you and keep shining your light, man, because it is bright and it's illuminating the world. We need that right now. Thank you so much for having me.